you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Look alive, Kyle. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We're here live in New York City, Thursday, April 14th. My name is Kay Adams, Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion Michael Robinson, and Kyle Brandt, the babysitter-ish kind of what's going on. Tell everybody. I was told to never Very use exciting. that word. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. My eight-year-old son is here today. Yeah! My, my son God. Calvin, who we, you know has grown up with the show and uh, is here visiting the set today. Maybe he'll come on. I, he has six jerseys that he owns as NFL players. Yeah. I said, which one do you want to wear tomorrow on the show? Oh. And he yep. said, duh. And then he answered. I'm not going to tell which one he wore, but he's got some really good He players. has to come out here. I think last time he came on set, he was like crawling under yeah. the table as a toddler. He's That's fully awesome. eight years old. I think old last time he was on the show is Thanksgiving 2017. Okay. And wow. here we are now, 2022. And I love he's, it. He's going to pick is me up this over his shoulder. spring break, bring son to work day. Daddy, I can't to go to work or is this wife saying I, I've got two kids and, and they're off from school and please take one of them little for column, it. I, little I, column I have no idea what you mean Peter yep. <laughs> Calvin was given a choice tomorrow morning Thursday morning do you want to go to the Bronx Zoo with your sister and your mom or do you want to go to work with your dad he's at Good Morning Football he grabbed his lunch trail and he's like yeah right oh, early and Cal you are back there somewhere so say it with us as you eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch and you eat my candy stash that I will give you during the commercial break Lead block Lead block you are the good M&M's are here in the studio alright after the Browns traded for Deshaun Watson here's where we go uh, and of course they gave him that whopping five year 230 million dollar contract Baker Mayfield's future became a massive question Mark. Well, Baker spoke on the YNK podcast about what went down in Cleveland, how it went down, how he feels, and also where he might play next. Take a listen. I feel disrespected, 100%, mm. because I was told one thing and they completely did another. That's what I'm in the middle of right now. And you know what? Okay. I got, I got my taste of it because I've had four different head coaches in four years, a bunch of different coordinators. I've had, talk about the highs. They always come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they always come back. Always. Yeah. Do you have any idea where you're going to land? Oh, man. If this would have been about a week and a half ago, I would have said Indianapolis. Um, mm. Seattle. I mean, it would probably be the most likely option. Mm -hmm. But even then, I... And no you, and There's a lot. There's a lot mm -hmm. here to dig into, but let's start with this thing. Should Baker Mayfield, Mayfield feel the sort of disrespect that he's talking about, Kyle? And we should mention that Mike Garofalo did report that the Browns have said that they did give Baker mm. the information and keep him in the loop. Mm. Has he stopped talking yet? Is it over? <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I'm a Baker enthusiast, and I cringed this entire thing. You're Baker. You're sitting there. You're, you're a dead man walking on the Browns. You're, you're looking for another team, another chapter. This is the time to go for 90 minutes on the You Never Know podcast? Because think about this. I mean, I know when You Never Know calls, you got to say yes. But maybe <laughs> if you're not, um, you're Seattle. 
You're Carolina, and you're like, ah, oh, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. We like bakery. Like and then you just see this, and you're like, is this worth it? Do we want to do this? This seems like a real pain. Um, I feel like you, you got to be careful. You might talk yourself out of a backup job right now. Like, who is knocking down the door? Be like, we got to bring him in. Um, and I, I have pounded this table. Uh, Baker was hurt last year, and I love him. And since Oklahoma, Baker's from the hip, and that's what I like about him. And he's sort of uh, like a dollar store farve, and he's going to be Baker. The problem is when he does that, and he does a shirtless photo shoot with the cell phone, and he and he and he's doing this and commercials, and he's talking. The ball is always great. At Oklahoma, it was great. He brings the Cleveland Browns back from hell and wins the playoff game. The ball's not great now. It's not great at all. And he's even said it's up and down and up and down. And I just can't believe that he stood there. And then the tackiest thing of all was real fans know me. Real fans get... And then you played like a 50-year-old lame pro-athlete angle of I would go to their cubicles and boo them and it'd be hilarious. It's not hilarious. It's really lame. It's not It's not apples to apples whatsoever. And I feel like you lost some credibility. I did a little scan about 20 minutes ago. Baker's getting annihilated on Cleveland radio this morning. Annihilated. And those were his people. Those those people in the cheap seats who I like Baker and I relate to Baker. I, I don't know. I, I, this is a tough morning for me because I really liked how Baker's conducted himself throughout the years for the ups and downs. And, I, I mean, I just look at the dogs lying there saying nothing is what Baker should be doing right now. And hopefully one of these teams give another shot. I, I can't was out on talking. Baker this morning? I'm frustrated. The football's not great. And the talking and the talking. I'm so disrespected. And here's my Instagram post and blah, blah, blah. It's too much. I can't keep up. He he went where I can't follow him. I can't do it. Yeah. And we saw that when he, when he demanded a trade, once they were even interested in mm-hmm. Watson, I think the, the window was open that Baker, was, this is the season of discontent, and it wasn't going to end there. Um, all right. All emotions aside, strategically, you hit it. I, I don't know if I was managing Baker right now or if I was doing his public relations or if I was his agent, I would say this is the best time for this. Like, he's mm-hmm. still unemployed technically because we don't think he's going to be with, with Cleveland. And he's got to find a new suitor still. And to your point, Kyle, I, you know, if it's like, all right, we're going to bring Baker on. He's got a chip on his shoulder. We always love that. But mm-hmm. that he's putting his employers right now on public display. Like, that's not what we're all looking for necessarily. Um, I feel for Baker. I do. He's got every right to feel disrespected. This sucks. But when you're a quarterback, you're one of 32. And time and time again, they will replace you. Like, Joe Montana was replaced. Mm-hmm. Drew Bledsoe was replaced, and those guys had real arguments to make. Drew Bledsoe was the highest-paid quarterback in football and went down with an injury, fought back nobly, and then was traded in the offseason. Like, it happens. And I know Baker didn't like how it went down. I know he's upset right now, but I just would have guided him and said... Um, to put it out there so publicly on, what's it called, the You Never Know podcast? You Never Know. You, you put yourself up there for a subject of criticism um, when I would have maybe waited till he got to the next destination first. Find your place. Make sure you're happy. Let's meet that coach. Instead of having to do it publicly, and now that coach is like, ah, yeah, Baker, Apple, okay, maybe I'll take the third-round guy and say I can build around him as my backup mm-hmm, instead. Mm-hmm. Quarterbacks are finally being evaluated like every other position on an annually basis. Because the first rounders are, are cheap. Let's just be honest. That, that, that's the way it is. They get the extra fifth year option. And so it's sometimes it's in a, a team's advantage to turn the page uh, on a guy on a first round on a first round pick and, and try to get better at, the, at that position. When you have a guy like Deshaun Watson, at, you know, possibly uh, a guy that you can bring into your organization. Yes, you do everything you can to do it. And then again, Kay, you said mm-hmm. Mike Garofalo, he said. They were, they were informing him the whole time. It's look, conflicting reports. It's conflicting reports. Okay. Um, look, I, I looked at Baker as a guy who's very aware of his situation. Uh, to your point, Peter, yes, he should feel disrespected. 
But again, I was a fullback. I played. I played. I was a role player. I was disrespected every single year mm. that I played. I felt like, and so so so. Welcome to the National Football League, Baker. And again, people will put up with you if you're playing great. If you're a great player. Uh, and I said it last year when Baker's when all the reports came out. I think it was after week two or week three. And Baker even said this. Man, I was hurt. My elbow really, you know, my, my arm couldn't couldn't be in the in the shoulder socket. All of those things. You should not have went out there and played. At least you would have had an excuse. You should not have went out there and played, quite frankly. You should have sat on the bench. You should have let Case Keenum go out there. And you should have got, gotten all the way healthy. And even when I look at Baker Melty, I mean Baker, uh, health, uh, Baker Mayfield, when he's all the way healthy, is he truly an elite quarterback? Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't think he is. Mm. Uh, he talked about all the change like it wasn't his fault. Oh, I have four. Hey, coaches, mm-hmm. I got all this change. I had this ups and downs. Well, if you were playing well, maybe you wouldn't have had four head coaches. It's never that. They never put it that. I, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could have saved the job. You could have saved the job. Yeah, why, why, why cast the blame out mm-hmm. on, on other people? And, and to you guys' point, that's, other teams are looking at this. And, and then when he said, well, maybe Seattle, it, 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 does he think he's going to start somewhere in this league next year? Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did, but I remember when this, you know, I, we had a full screen of Baker and Matt Ryan, and I said, what is the market for these two? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Baker Mayfield is a starter in this National Football League. Mm-hmm. There's this, how much nonsense will I put up with as a front office and a team compared to how talented you are, which is exactly what you're saying. There's a threshold. Are you really good? Or are you elite? I'll put up with it all. Look at the replacement for him. But we can't be. So there's a lot going on with Deshaun Watson. Yes. I'm sure some of that disrespect Baker is feeling is that this person with all of these things who's accused of what he's accused of is coming in here and getting this job. Granted, he's an elite player if we leave it to the X's and O's. Yeah. Uh, again, again, it's, it's just accusations. I don't, I don't yes. even like to get into that whole discussion because you get in trouble when you even you know, mm. get, get into those discussions. But an elite player, he's not guilty of anything. You know what I mean? Legally, okay? He's an elite player, and he can upgrade the position. Kevin Stefanski, if, they, if, if you keep a Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield still plays like he's been playing and you lose your job, then what? So I think it's the responsibility of the Browns organization to evaluate that, that position. Again, Baker, at the end of the day, you haven't played well. And I think we're seeing in, in the national spotlight a guy who's being humble. Mm. Mm. A lot of times these things happen behind closed doors. A lot of fans don't see it. <laughs> a lot of, you know what I mean? And, and to your point, Kay, he's a guy that's always spoken. He's a guy that's always been on social media. That, that's the generation of our athletes. We can't be happy when they speak about certain things and unhappy when they speak mm-hmm. about it. I'm okay with him talking. Just know what the hell you're saying out your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that he was coached before that interview uh, that we saw yesterday. But there's, it's the conflation of nonsense. Like, the fact that he somehow lost you today is interesting mm-hmm. to me because I don't... Granted, Deshaun Watson... Can't define his reality. That's his reality. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, an upgrade, objectively. That's reality over Baker Mayfield trades. But do they overhaul this whole thing if it isn't for the years of nonsense? The Odell, the telling reporters they're asking questions as clickbait, the firing back at critics that he's done over the years. Do they, do they make this move... We always if talk about it, like he doesn't word, do that. The word being undeniable, like you know, no one questions yeah. whether Josh Allen is the quarterback of the Bills for the mm-hmm, future. Right. It, there was a doubt, and when this quarterback like Deshaun Watson hits the market, and you hear that the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, there are conversations in every building. Like, do we get involved? Do we want to get involved? And obviously. 
There are conversations in Cleveland. They're like, that's a significant upgrade from what we have. I would add, you know, Baker Mayfield, we always talk about this chip on the shoulder and this underdog mentality. Baker Mayfield was a top, you know, quarterback in college. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. He was a number one overall pick. To your point, it's what a lot of people in the NFL have dealt with, and that's real chip. That's real. So, like, Baker now, if he's ever had that dog mentality, it's now that he doesn't have a home and that people are doubting him and punking him on national television. So now is the time we've got to see that real chip on his shoulder, not when you're number one overall pick and being paid the number one overall pick. I think the disrespect, I have no doubt that there were some slippery things that went on with the Browns in terms of them talking to Deshaun Watson and whatever they said to Baker Mayfield, but I don't really care. Like, this is, we are fully in the cutthroat era with these quarterbacks. He is not the first, he is not the last. People are looking around and saying, is our guy great? Do we love him? Get the hell out of here. Jared Goff, get out of here. We're going to go to a Super Bowl. The Carson Wentz thing, two different times. Uh, Sam Darnold with the Jets even, lower level guys. I think they looked around and they said, Baker, this is pro football. I'm sorry, there's a guy out there who is way better than you and we don't love you. We're going to him. And like, you're not in college anymore, dude. This is the way, you got to upgrade the quarterback position or you're going to be in the top 10 draft. I, I, I don't... I have no doubt the Browns were a little slippery with this. Meaning and Baker like knows they, a lot of stuff that we know. They weren't transparent, you're saying. Not truly transparent. I think that they probably told Baker some things that weren't true. And they deceived him a little bit. But you know what? When there's a better quarterback out there, you go get him this, this, in, in this era. And and this is going to happen again. And he also uh, said, how, how do you motivate guys who are already paid? Mm. That's the trick. That's what franchise quarterbacks get paid to do. Mm-hmm. And to mo- how you motivate them, you go out there. You work hard, you play uh, great in games, you win games, you make everybody around you better. I can't, when I look over the last few years, I can't sit here and say that we've seen Baker Mayfield do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to go back to you here for a second. There is a way of handling it, though, right? Like mm. when you're saying it's who cares? It's it's the NFL. It's, it's a cutthroat business. I look at San Francisco and granted it was drafting a guy, not bringing a guy in. But the way they handled Trey Lance, like Jimmy Garoppolo knew that the entire time they were in lockstep. The communication was there. We can talk Jordan Love. We can talk Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots and what that did to Tom Brady. But Jimmy's way, responses was the great thing. But, That's what But made how it much all of good. that is predicated on Lynch and Shanahan and all of them being up, like being up front, handling it the right way. So if the Browns weren't fully transparent about things, I do think he has a reason and a right to be offended by that because there's clearly examples of this is how to do it and it works in a cutthroat business. Jimmy still knows what's up. I'm not comparing, you know, the personalities or the reactions, but that messaging communication, all we've seen over the past couple of years is how important that is. I don't know if, if Shanahan and Lynch do, do that or not do that. I think they have the luxury of knowing they have a quarterback in Jimmy yeah. who would mm. not say crap if he had a mouthful of Andy Reid Andy Reid drafted Patrick Mahomes. Alex no. Smith says, okay. Yes. Like, let's, let's, let's let's whatever. Go. What's Jimmy going to do? Baker, you're like, he's going to tell us. And by, if well, Jimmy Baker, has said he knew. Who said knew what? I think Jimmy Garoppolo has come and said he said, well, I knew, I knew for, what they, they were going to do. They traded two first-round picks is when he found yeah, out. Right, yeah, right. That's when he found out? Yeah, they they were on the phone. They they pulled off that trade. Everyone was shocked. It's like, oh well, you're not doing that for a lineman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's it's the way you hand- there is a way to handle it as the team side. You're saying. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think this is what's going to happen. It's a cut. You know, like sit down. It's we'll tricky. But well, then if on. it happens, for- he's saying that didn't happen. The Browns are saying that did happen. And if it happens, for- and to your point, if it happens, if you're going to handle it that way for the quarterback. All 53 guys need to be cut the same way. Mm. Everybody needs to be handled with kid gloves. Mm. Everybody needs to, ha- you know, behind closed doors and don't just release that Mike Rob got cut. And all. Everything needs to be handled that way. If not, then yeah, football, I mean, quarterbacks are still football players. Mm. Got a lot going on here on Good Morning Football this morning. <laughs> really Josh good. Allen, Patrick Mahomes, those are slam dunk selections in their drafts, obviously. What 
were they saying online, Shrags, when those picks actually happened? We've got a fun segment coming up. Does it have the best segment name in, in, in GMFB history? It might. It might, might have something to do with uh, Mike Robinson's <laughs> favorite video game ever. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. There's an age-old adage in the corporate world that if you're thinking you want to send a quick, angry email or text, you should write it down, take a breath, look at it maybe five, ten minutes later and say, do you really want to send that email? Do you really want to? Same goes for Twitter. And this is a lesson Chris Collinsworth taught me way back. He said, imagine every tweet you put out there is going to be on the cover of the New York Times. Do you feel comfortable with that tweet being on the cover of the New York Times? How about being on Good Morning Football. Okay. We've got receipts, folks. And I saw this going around yesterday around a Josh Allen uh, thing that Bill's put out. So we thought we'd have some fun. Let's let's take a look at some of the reactions to some of our favorite draft picks over the last few years. And this is called Tweets of Rage. Hell yes. Okay. And, and we're not casting judgment. Just remember, PSA, draft morning, uh, you know, you have expectations. Draft night, uh-huh. don't go to Twitter if you're upset. Don't explode. Let's see how it goes. Let's start off. What happened? Go to the 2017 NFL draft in the city of brotherly love. The Chiefs traded with the Bills to move up to the 10th overall pick and had one player in mind. Let's see how it all went down. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, awesome. I appreciate it, coach. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. So the Chiefs tweet this simple pick. It, this is what they do, the picture of the draft card, and the pick is in. Okay, one of the best picks ever, right? It's one of the greatest draft picks ever in the history of the sport. <laughs> Changed the NFL. Um, let's see some of the reactions online to this tweet, to this Chiefs tweet. Don Carmody, what's your guy? <laughs> you want a QB to groom? Take Dobbs from Tennessee, or Kaiser from Notre Dame. What a waste to move up for Mahomes. It's great. It's great. Next. This guy sucks, gonna be a bust. <laughs> Next. Tweeted at the team. Next. I love that. Should have drafted Deshaun Watson. Oh, 0 for three. Nope. <laughs> Mahomes gets drafted, and the initial response from most of Chiefs fans' Twitter was, What are we doing? It was shocking. It was shocking. Mike, a message to some of these fans who might have uh, had that reaction in real time. Yeah, it just highlights the fact that most people, most human beings cannot evaluate talent. <laughs> um, just trust the professionals that do it for a living, that see these young uh, arm talents because, uh, yeah, uh, that pick literally set your franchise up for the next, what, 20 years possibly? That guy likes it. <laughs> he liked it. Yeah. At least Timer definitely likes it. <laughs> yes. Brittany. Yes. Brittany was thrilled. Um, uh, let's move on. Alex, Alex Smith was cool, too. <laughs> draft after yeah. that. AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Lots of hype about the best draft quarterback class in years. Yeah. The Bills, they traded up. And uh, let's see who they selected and made with their pick in that draft. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded the seventh pick to the Buffalo Bills. 
with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select Josh Allen, quarterback, Wyoming. It took balls to make that pick. That's yes. a lot of courage. That velour. Yes. Bills post that on Twitter and said, hey, look, it's the most generic tweet ever. We've drafted Josh Allen with the seventh pick. Welcome to Buffalo. <laughs> Sounds the good. reactions, please. Come on, let's go. <laughs> you traded up for Josh Allen, not Rosen? Prediction, Rosen will be Rookie of the Year. Of course. The and Bills the are a joke. <laughs> What's up, Chip? Brian, we see you. We love you. Brian's sitting here like, what am I? What am I? To think. To think. <laughs> the Bills didn't even try to get Garoppolo. I begged them. I begged them. But they thought they knew better. Good luck with inaccurate Josh Allen. Your entire organization is an embarrassment. All caps. Man. <laughs> Who do we have next? Yeah, he didn't get free. The mafia season. Very bad pick. <laughs> Rosen is miles above this guy. Allen will flame out of the NFL by year. Oh. Last one, I yeah, love this one. Literally opposite. Oh. Welcome to J.P. Lossman the no, second. J.P. Lossman. Destined Peter. to be the worst pick <laughs> in the draft. You moved up for failure. Congrats, capital C. Oh, I will not be renewing my season ticket. That's Firebug Jones. That's Firebug! <laughs> um, it keeps going. Let's get to the next one here because this is fun. This is great. This is just telling you. Yeah. We all have reactions, but um, let's go to the next player here. Okay. Let's get the next the next tweet here because this this one uh, actually was one. Let's go 2020 draft. Yep. Everything was remote due to the pandemic. Right. But that doesn't mean that people did not have takes. If anything, they had more takes. Uh, deep quarterback class. Burrow off the board. Tua off the board. The Chargers are up at sixth <laughs> overall. Let's go to Roger Goodell's lounge chair. What happened? With the sixth pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Los Angeles Chargers select Justin Herbert, quarterback, Oregon. It's a good spread. Yeah. A sensible spread. Great charcuterie board. Jared Fried, I see all these things. that You have these wonderful spread. Everyone's happy. Little gabagool. Little gabagool. Little tomatoes on it. Got our guy with two exclamations. Yeah. I can't imagine just being the social media person going, Sled, ooh, here it goes. Uh-oh. Have fun with Ryan Tannehill 2.0. Is that even an intel like Tannehill? It's really good. It sounds pretty good. Logal. Um, <laughs> thank you, Spanos, for your commitment to the Chargers being bottom dwellers for years to come. This tweet will age Oh, well. wow. A double down. Yeah, that's wow. a double tweet. Man, that's awesome. Or get Simmons and draft a serviceable quarterback later. You talking about Isaiah Simmons? I think Isaiah Simmons was wow. the player. Okay. Yep. We just admitted we're not trying to win for a Super Bowl this year. We're not trying for it. Um, and I like this one. Now you know how Knicks fans always feel. <laughs> oh, I like oh. It. <laughs> Peter, see that Robert 30Z, how it's not a link? That means he's since abandoned that profile, which is probably yeah. smart. It's no, it's defunct now. Herbert goes on. I know. He wins offensive Experience. rookie of the year. He's one of the best young quarterbacks in football. <laughs> it just goes to show that none of these fan bases are immune to it. Including. Uh-oh, let's go. Do it. Including the Bengals fan base. Last year, Cleveland is hosting the draft. There's a lot of debate on what the Bengals should do at five. Offensive line or this Jamar Chase who didn't even play in 2020. Let's see the pick. With the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. 
You hear Eisen in the background. Okay. Uh, again, Cincinnati. Very good tweet. From the bayou, the bayou to Ohio. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Yeah, include the player. Do a little logo. That's great. It's great. Oh, no. All Karate Lord 11. <laughs> you bungled yourselves. Protect your franchise QB. It's all caps lock. What's the point of having the wide receiver if you can't allow your quarterback to throw to him? No offensive line. No offense. Who do we got next? Zach the Karate Lord. <laughs> Max Juice Wag. Juice Wag. Trash pick. Garbage franchise. <laughs> Move to Montreal. Wow. They went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Not sure what Canada has anything to do with this. Leave, the, leave this country. That's what it has <laughs> to do. Get out of here. <laughs> Terrible pick. Did you not learn anything from John Ross? Okay. A different player. Went there. Um, wow. There, uh, and then I like this one. Zach Taylor, who did not make the pick necessarily. The front. Taylor should be fired right now. You need an OL, not a freaking wide receiver in the first round. A lot of these tweets come from guys in their cars with sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, uh, that's a lot of Sewell Twitter. To the table. And a Sewell Twitter blew A lot of Sewell Twitter. <laughs> Hey, Kyle, Mike, what would be your message to fans My draft night? My message would be, let it, let it rip. <laughs> we enjoy tweets of rage. I don't, you're telling them you're doing a PSA about not doing it. We wouldn't have this segment. It's yeah. a great name. It all works. Tweet your hearts out. And yeah. social media teams, they're ready for it. I they really are. think they're like, here it is. Send. And then they're like, you're, Ricky Lake isolation earbuds. <laughs> like, they don't care. Nobody cares. But if it may help makes you feel better and gives us content, I'm here for it. I'm feel, I feel it, man. Go ahead. Tweet away. Again. <laughs> They're, they're not scouts. So leave it to the professionals. There's no game without the fans. Their voices hurt. Exactly. We, uh, I remember we flew to the Dallas draft, and the, the four of us were in the airport, and we were having a whole bunch of drinks because Nate was buying. Oh. And there was a Bills fan who was there, and he was a New York firefighter, and he was going to the draft as a Bills fan. And we asked him, like, dude, Bills, what do you want? And he, he goes, just don't pick the wrong Josh. And I go, well, what's the wrong Josh? He's like, that guy from Montana. And I'm like, I think you mean Wyoming, and I think you're talking about Josh Allen. There was a huge push for Josh Rosen at the time, and a lot of those tweets have Josh Rosen in it. And now those people are naming their sons Josh after Josh Allen from Montana. It's amazing. Uh, we... Excluded ourselves this time around. I, in I tweets literally of was terrified. Yeah. Trigger. I, know. I was waiting for you to say, and now for Kyle and Kay's yeah, tweets about the draft. I, I, I mean, the amount of uh, tweets that we probably have in the immediate uh, moments after the draft are things we said on a television show nope, the morning nope, after. Nope, nope. Sounds like a segment for maybe later this well, week. Well, we already know one of yours, Peter. Your most infamous take on Twitter of all time is you were a yep. big Matt Flynn Seahawks guy. I we're was not Russell feeling Wilson. Russell Wilson. Not only was I upset that they drafted Russell Wilson, yep. thought it was a ridiculous pick. I was upset they drafted him in the third round. I was like, <laughs> how could you waste a third round pick on Russell Wilson when you already have Matt Flynn and Travaris Jackson? What do you do in Seattle? And he goes on to be the greatest Seahawks quarterback to ever FB, lead block. Lead block. Oh. Let's go to Vegas. The Raiders signed Derek Carr to a multi-year extension that, according to our NFL Network insider Ian Rapmore and Mike Carefell, it's three years, guys. Three years worth $121.5 million. The deal also includes a no-trade clause, which is very trendy in the NFL these days. Derek Carr spoke about it yesterday. I've only wanted to be a Raider, and I told my agent, I said, I'm either going to be a Raider or I'm going to be playing golf. Like, I don't want to play anywhere else. You know, this, that's how much this place means to me. The question of can I win a playoff game, like, 
yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like, yes, just because we hadn't, just because we had one chance and we lost in the last series of a game to the AFC champions, yeah, I think we can, you know. Um, but with that said, 55% of the teams that make the playoffs the next year don't. So, you know, odds are against us. And I like that kind of thought process better. So I'm going to keep that underdog mentality and kind of that chip on my shoulder mindset. He's an underdog, but he's a leader. He's well-spoken. He's respected. He's an adult in the room. Let's see if he can do it, though. We'll see about the playoffs for right now. The extension brings Derek Carr's average up to $40.5 million per season. That is top five. So if we take it from the money to the field, gentlemen, will Derek Carr be a top five quarterback in this loaded AFC Mm -hmm. this season? Mm -hmm. Will he be a top five quarterback? I mean, that question to me is nuanced because just you know, what is your what is your definition of having a top sure. five guy? What's yours? Right? To me, is winning. Again, mm. I'm always going to go there. I was a role player, a special teamer, fullback. To me, it's about winning, and uh, I think Derek Carr will tell you I, I, I take less stats. Uh, for the wins, for the home field advantage throughout the playoffs and for things like that. And when you look at Derek Carr to throw for a, his for the best in his career, what, 4,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, only 14 interceptions. For him to do that during a season where he lost his head coach, who was his primary play caller, yeah. who uh, you also had your special teams coach, now coaching the entire team and with an organization that's usually regarded as a group that just blows leads and, and, and plays bad football. You led this team two the playoffs so yes 40 million dollars whether you like it or not is the going rate for a franchise quarterback and I think Derek Carr is a franchise quarterback and I think guys like Baker Mayfield could learn a little Mm -hmm. bit from Derek Carr because he just puts his head down. He just works. There's always um, stories every single year about whether Derek Carr is going to be a franchise quarterback or whether he can carry a team and all he does is just go out there and work and guys follow him. I'm telling you Baker Mayfield Mayfield could learn from Mm. it. Uh, Baker Mayfield has more playoff wins than Derek Carr. It's true. One to zero. Do you hold that against Derek Carr and say, what have you done? Or do you think last year's miraculous playoff birth is enough to say, that's a leader, that's a winner? Or do you need the playoff win to like solidify it? Um, I, I would want wins to, to solidify it. But, I mean, I just look at what he was up against last year. And he seemed to be, just talking to guys in the locker room, he seemed to be the calming voice. He seemed to be the voice of leadership in a situation that badly needed leadership. And again, it produced his best statistical season of his career. And, you know, guys, I, I had an opportunity to be at broadcast boot camp this year. And Darren Waller was there. Okay. Okay. That guy is so physically imposing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I'm just looking at him. You got Devontae Adams now. Uh, I think that the stats are just going to be there just simply because of the guys they have on the outside. I think if they work on that run game, which Josh McDaniels, I know he likes to do, you work on that run game, yeah, this offense will be one of those top offenses, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL. Top five leader, Peter. Top five quarterback? Yeah, top five leader, I'll give you. That's the thing. The question is top five quarterback. Top five so, guy, maybe, too. You know? Yeah, like all-around guy. <laughs> I want to like, play golf with him. You know, you want him to date your sister, whatever. Like, whatever. All That's of it. it. Like, he's, he's an unbelievable. And these players... All of him. And Devontae Adams has openly said that one of the main reasons, obviously, was that the Raiders were going to pay him and it was home down. But like Derek Carr, I mean, that's a specific mm-hmm. player. It's not like he was saying, I need to get out of Green Bay and go anywhere. He wanted to go to Vegas for Derek Carr and their relationship, which we have discussed. Um, but if I am to say right now, going into the season, is he a top five pick of mine in that AFC? Let's, I mean, think about some of the quarterbacks in the mm-hmm. AFC. Mm-hmm. Taking Josh Allen over him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Taking Mahomes over him. I'm taking Herbert over him. Mm-hmm. Still, even though Herbert's never been to the playoffs and has the loop. I, I, 
I'm trying to think if I'm taking Russell Wilson over him. I am. So that'd be three guys in his own division taking over him. Yeah, and I'm taking Burrow too. Mm. And I might take Lamar. Mm-hmm. So now you're asking, well, that's not fair. Like, well, the question is, is he a top five quarterback? He can be. I hope he did for the. John Watson. Uh, I might take Watson. Yeah. Um, but right now, he doesn't make my top five in the AFC. If I'm the one picking, it's all projection. And he's got the ability. He's got the players. He's got the roster. But. Based on what I'm doing going into 2022, I'd pick five other quarterbacks before him in the AFC. Is that unfair? No, he's not top five raw talent. Is he, Kyle? Is he top five no. eye-popping stats? No, either. so it, no, it no. makes but, but, sense. But I think the salary is there because, guys, just, I mean, you look at it. The faster you pay these quarterbacks, the better it is for your organization. Mm-hmm. If you wait, the longer you wait, the, the, the more expensive that they get. So I think, well, yeah, I right like now his salary is going to be in the top five. Mm-hmm. But let's look at that in two years. Mm-hmm. And then I think you get a better sense of where he ranks in the quarterback ranks because the pay will be. A and I said yesterday on the show, time. like, I have a question mark about the Raiders because, like, when's Carr going to get paid? Like, that was now. That, so I have no doubt he yeah. should be paid. No, I, you're right. The market dictates that this is his time. Um but top five in the yeah. AFC? Like, well, top lot. five. Not everyone's top five. No, top five is, is rare. Top five raw talent, statistics. I just define it like the top five guys. Mm. When it's coming down the stretch, we know we got a guy. We know we have one of the best. I don't really care what the stats say. There's a lot of times the best quarterback don't have the best stats. Um, my, my answer is I, he better be. Like We have waited close to a decade for Derek Carr to become one of the true princes of the NFL. Here's the deal now. 31 years old. Paid out the wazoo. We brought in a coach who is an offensive guy who's won six Super Bowls. We paid all the money to your best friend from college to be wide receiver. You got an indoor stadium like Derek Carr. Go ahead now. Now, this is all you, little buddy. We got to start walking here because I would also say this. This is what he's working with. Bring up these four faces. When he breaks the huddle for first and 10 from the 25, you got those four guys. That is Devontae, Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Jacobs. Find, find a quarterback right now in the AFC who has a better four weapons to work with. I don't think Mahomes does anymore. I don't think Josh Allen does. Maybe Joe Burrow, if you want to make a case. Maybe as those three wideouts and Mixon. All right. But it's really close. And I don't think the Chargers do. I don't think the Broncos do. The Raiders have afforded him with everything to succeed. It's like now it, we just need you to get out the nest, man. And by get out the nest, I mean win your first wild card game. We can only say for so many years... Great leader, great locker room. Who cares? Win. Yeah. Win. He is he is AFC Kirk Cousins without a playoff win. And by that I mean he's really good and people like him, but like there's just the resume isn't there. And you know who else was that? Matt Stafford was the same way, same exact way. Everybody liked him, great talented, never did squat, moves teams, and now it's, it explodes. So this, I mean, we always say this is the year for Derek Carr. We've said that for five years. This is the year. And because I do, I give him a pass for last year. I thought last year was a nightmare with what the Raiders did. When all the stuff with Gruden and the, I, I totally give him a pass and they're still in the playoffs. So if we're sitting here and the Derek Carr Raiders are eight and nine and Derek Carr's, oh, what could it, I'm, 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 we're moving on. Too many good guys here. I don't think he's in the top five really in any metric now, but when this season ends, I want him in the top five guys who can win in the playoffs in the AFC. And he's not there yet. I think he's going to have a career year. With Devontae Adams. I think I'm very excited about this news. Countless times, Derek Carr stood in that black T-shirt or that white T-shirt and that Raiders hat and sat and said, I want to be a Raider. I want to be a Raider. Even said it after he got paid yesterday on this three-year deal. But last year, all of us were like, I don't know. Is he the future? Pretty much all of sports media at least had questions, a lot of them negative. And usually when we're thinking that way, it doesn't work out. This GM... 
This head coach have no ties to Derek Carr. They did not pick him. They did not draft him. They owe him nothing. The fact that he was able, because of leadership, because of whatever they saw, to win over those people, that is one of the coolest stories, I think, in recent years. It doesn't happen. And it shouldn't. I mean, going into last year, we were questioning, is this Derek Carr's last shot? What has he got going on? So, I don't know. To see him go out and win everybody over is so rare, and it doesn't happen. Josh McDaniel saying, this is the guy. Let's break him off. Let's keep him as part of this organization. Making that commitment to him says more about him than than I even thought that I knew, and I cannot wait to see what he does. I'm rooting for Derek Carr this year. I think Josh, I think Josh McDaniels probably looked at the situation and said, look, we're going to be competitive. You know, I know my scheme. I know, you know the coaches I've brought in. I know the new pieces I've brought in. We're going to be competitive. We may not be in a position to get one of the top guys in the draft. Mm-hmm. So you just got to look at kind of – I'm a spades player. I like playing spades, right? Okay. So, so like I, you oh. almost got to always just look at the hand that you're dealt uh-huh. and you just got to go play it, right? You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, I think they're looking and saying, Derek Carr's probably going to be the best we can get our hands on right now. We might as well pay him now. And again, the longer you wait, the more expensive quarterbacks get. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Joining us right now, what a treat for you at home and for us, one of the top prospects of the 2022 NFL Draft. He is a first-team All-American. He was so dominant, he allowed gets us just one sack Mm. all of last season with Boston College. Please welcome in studio, offensive lineman Zion Johnson. Yo, what up, Zion? Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man. You look like a million bucks. We are so happy to have you in studio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're... I want to hear more about the journey. Yeah. It's amazing. Your time at Boston College filled with so much success on the field, but also in the classroom. I know you have a degree in computer science. You're working on another degree in cyber? I've got it already. You've got it. I've got it. And it's in cybersecurity? Cybersecurity. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're protecting people's computers and stuff? It's insane. I I, I can. I have the degree. This is the guy. He was a zero-star recruit out of high school. Zero. And then you transferred... 2BC from Davidson in 2019. How did you overcome those odds? I would say for me, the biggest thing was I had a lot of good coaches along the way that, um, you know, really worked with me, really took me aside, you know, helped me learn technique. I had a late start to football, so I had to learn the game. And, you know, coaches like Coach Applebaum, who I had at Davidson and Boston College, and Coach Troutwine, they did a lot to really help me develop throughout my career. And, you know, I, I attribute a lot to them. All right, let's talk about you, though. I appreciate Coach Troutwine. Right. Um, what about Coach Applebaum, not, Peter? Come on not, I like Coach Applebaum. They're not so being drafted. Both you places. are. Um, <laughs> let's look at some of the strengths of your game because, you know, we hear no sacks, but you showed versatility, too. And you're sitting across from us right now. 
Um, first, can you just tell the audience the size of your, your shoe right now? It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I wear, I wear size 18 shoes. Bigfoot. Kick that thing up. Yeah, Put that on our table. Your lightness be damned. That's true. That is a oh, size. Yeah, baby. Oh Bam. Right there. It's a lot of surface area on the ground. It. Woo! You never knew how small the mug was. And yet, <laughs> yeah, right? It's mug. It turned <laughs> into a thimble. thimble. You play guard. You play tackle. You play center. Mm-hmm. Talk about your versatility and how any team that drafts you, you could play anywhere. Let's just get the football. Woo. No, absolutely. Uh, I really pride myself on being able to play wherever coach wants me to. Um, for, from the mental aspect, you get a good picture of what everybody does on a given play. If I'm playing guard and I've played tackle and center, I know the little nuances of what their block entails and how I can help them give extra help. And then just from the skill perspective, you know, when I play tackle, you know, setting and all that space, drop back with wide nine, you kick back inside to guard. There's little traits, little things you can you can uh, factor into playing guard that help you be better inside. So, you know, just playing all those positions has, has helped me just hone my skills over time. Oh, my goodness, bro. Do you know how tough that is for some players to do? Mm. To be able to have that perspective, like, look, man, you know, I, I know I play, ta- I play, I play tackle. I'm in the guard position. My tackle's seeing the defense this way, mm. so now I know what he's gonna already do. Like that, that that's amazing. That's football mm-hmm. at a very, very high level. So I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. Now, you said you got the football late. First three years, what was it, golf you were yes. playing? I did not true? expect you to be a golf guy. When I saw you walk through here, talk about golf. Like, talk about what led you to put down the clubs and put on a helmet. Start clubbing. So <laughs> this is probably a unique story, but the main person that kind of pushed me into playing football was my mom. You know, you don't hear that a lot. No, you don't. I, uh, I played golf, but my mom always taught me, you know, you want to try things in life so you don't look back and have regrets. And for football, that was the case. You know, I fell in love with the game. I tried out 225 pounds, undersized, and I struggled a lot. But I think that struggle and being able to get better and you see myself improve at the game is something that I really fell in love with. Mm, you're fascinating. So, <laughs> you're fascinating. Take, well, hold, how, how's Zion off the tee? Let's look at that golf yeah. game. Are you ripping this thing 330 yards? I, I look at you. So I haven't played as much as I used to, but I went out last summer, hit like 91, uh-huh. you know, solid. But, you know, part of me doesn't play anymore because I'm not as good as I used to. A little hey. rusty. A little <laughs> rusty. Well, uh, your, your football numbers are unbelievable. You crushed the combine. Oh, yeah. uh, how about those bench press reps? Do you remember how many times you put it up? Yeah, 32. 32 oh, of 225. And here's what's fat. Everything about you is interesting. You do it uh, without your shoes on. We already had your shoe up on the table. Mm-hmm. You decided to bench 32 reps. This is a pristine number with no shoes. Take us into this as you're just banging them out. Why did you do that? So when I trained at Exos, I did all my lifts with no shoes on. Just Why? to train, train my feet, yeah, yeah. you know, get used to having, you know, that contact with my feet. And I felt like as I continued to do that, and as I started running more on the field, I felt like I had more control over the ground. And, you know, just having that feeling and feeling how it helped, you know, I just continued to do so. I still lift with no shoes on to this day. You walk in there, you just kick them off because you're actually strengthening your feet. And that's something, as an offensive lineman, that's going to help you. It's going to build your base, right, and your anchor. That's fascinating. Absolutely. My gosh. All right. So there's this archaic vision that you know, people have of like a high school, and you've got the cheerleaders here, and you've got the, the class pet over here, and then you've got the jocks, and then you've uh-huh. got the nerds. And it, it's not, I, I don't know how you could even have any archaic vision when we meet a guy like you who embodies everything. Mm. And we learned in the break that you, you didn't just play on computers and play video 
You built computers in high school? Can you take us yeah. through what building a computer means? And yep. what was the reaction from your friends when you're like, I'm going to go build a computer? Mm -hmm. So that was absolutely a hobby of mine. Something that I was really into when I was in high school was computer gaming. So one thing you would do is, you know, if you want a computer that's powerful enough to, you know, play certain games, you'd build it yourself. So I'd research the different parts, uh, you know, the graphics card, the CPU, and you know, I'd put it together, you know, uh, watch a YouTube video and just, you know, put, put the thing together. What, what does that mean? Like, you have a rewards card at CompUSA? Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> so um, I'd go to, like, Micro Center or a nearby, like, store and yeah. look for parts or get them online, <laughs> you know, but now What was the game that you were wanting to build this supercomputer for? <laughs> Skyrim. Skyrim. Oh, Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah, sure. yeah. Did you spend that just eternities in there after you built it? That's a whole world. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think from my high school to like those days, I have over a thousand hours in that game. Is that right? Over across over across like five years, I have like a thousand. What percentage of Skyrim players would you say could bench two twenty five thirty? I mean, you got to be a certain type of guy to play Skyrim. So I'd say about. 5%. What type of guy? 5%. You, you, you got to be you got to be a tough guy. Play, play. <laughs> <laughs> you played it on the computer. He built. I yeah, built it. Yeah, built I love this guy. Play whatever you want. If you build it, yeah, it's fine. We don't want you to go. No. <laughs> Are you going? You're going to Vegas. I am. Oh, that's I'm exciting. exciting. Oh yep. my gosh. Uh, that's 14 days from now. Yes. Yeah. We'll all tell you that we are on in all of the facilities in the morning. People are watching. Coaches front office, GMs, the people who are making the decision. I'd like to give you just a moment. Take as long as you'd like. Honestly, take as long as you'd like. Just a minute, more, whatever. We love hearing from you and talking mm -hmm. to you. You know, you're one of the best linemen in the country. Explain to people why you are a building block for a franchise. I would say, you know, the tape speaks for itself. But outside of that, I would say I'm a very reliable guy. You talk to any of my teammates, my coaches, they'll tell you I'm the first one in. I'm the last one out. I'm the one that's going to put in extra time on film to get better. Um, you know, when I played tackle, when I played center, I had to do a lot to kind of learn the nuances of those positions. And that took a lot of work put in on my own, you know, taking sets on my own, mm -hmm. getting snaps on my own. So I'm a guy who's going to do the extra stuff to be the best player I can be. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.